just different. Welcome to the Folks Alert Show. My name is Kiko. My guest today is Alessandra Maravelli. He's a film uh, production designer in Los Angeles, California. He's from Italy. Yes, from Italy. He did the spot for Bullet Train, but he's got a lot of project. And I'm happy that you're here today, sir, um, to chat with me. It's really, really a pleasure. I know we've been exchanging um, text messages, but it's different to just have you here. How are you doing on this? Well, for you, it's morning. It's afternoon for me in, in California. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, even it's morning. Labor Day was still working. Still working. You told me. You told me. Um, was it Friday we spoke or Thursday? I think Thursday. At well, Thursday, you said you were scouting for a location. How did that go? Went great. It's for the next project. It's a promo for for Netflix, and uh, it's an incredible, an incredible challenge for production design. I never done that. It's. Um, do you know? Everybody knows. My, with this prank, high quality prank uh, company that uh-huh. did the, the promos, all the movies, for, uh, you know, like the sci fi for uh, Many Black, when they give a gun to someone in the street, they shoot, and the cars breaks in half, the building explodes, actors coming for zombies, for uh, horror movies. They did that, a girl walks into a cafeteria and she starts to, to fly away. So there is half his actors, a set environment, which is a, a recreational place. And right. uh, set the actors, and plus then it comes real people. So the real people, uh, they get super afraid or super, super, uh, you know, weirdo about it. So this this next job is super cool because I never done that. I have to do a set, we have to do incredible Halloween set. I cannot say too much, but everything starts to move. And, um, you know, it's tricky because we got to do 10 sets per day. So anything that explodes and breaks and comes to life, we got to, okay, cut. We got to put it back for 10 times per day. It's pretty difficult. Oh. Let me ask you this. I, I was doing a, you know, um, some research in regards to your background. And it's a lot. You, I mean, for the last 15 years, you've been designing um, commercials and full feature film sets. And you've got a lot of movies under your credit, under your belt. I want to take you back to your earlier days in Italy, right? How did you always know that you wanted to get into films? Because most of what you draw from is from illustration and art and drawing, right? How did how did the film? How did you get the film? Wow, you got exactly the the main disconnection or connection point uh, that. Uh, no, I was just, um, I was born in 1982. I was a very lucky part of that generation. Uh, I don't know how it's called with all the names now, but I think it's the early. I was very, very, very lucky that you have a chance, you know, time for myself, time to my parents. I don't want to say spoiling, but, you know, I would have much more time. So this is to tell you that I was always fascinated with uh, uh, passionate with art because I had the chance to see the American pop culture, Japanese pop culture that wasn't available at the time in the early 90s. So I started comic book from uh, the death of Superman or, uh, you know, Batman and uh, you know, Japanese Akira, which I watched like you know, mouth, 
Aunque la gente me confiese. And it was a incredible piece of sci-fi with the troops coming out. But it was a cartoon, technically. Like what we consider a third animation world for kids. So all these things 100% influenced me. And then again, I live in Italy. When you are on your stroller, the baby doesn't look at the company <laughs> that looks copy and paste like everywhere now. Right. Here. You look at the columns of the Romans, the medieval time. So it was, I think the brain records differently. Not because someone is uh, better than other. I think the opposite, I think we're all the same. But again, some of the stuff influence, some of your social life, the way you are born, where the environment where you're born, the effects stuff. Again, I was working a moment that I, you know, kids could just spend time to grow instead of getting stressed out for, um, you know, until 20 years before I was born, 30 years before, there was the Second World War, 40 years before. So it was a different time. And um, that's it. So pop culture, pop culture, a lot of art. My parents always brought me to museums and vacation in, uh, you know, in uh, French, Greece, it was all there. For the rest, uh, I was a very typical lazy kid because at the beach every day and, uh, you know, play soccer with the friends. It's most stereotypical, uh, I would say even macho <laughs> culture. That's how it is, you know, it's pretty sad. Um, so that's it. And then cinema, the university at some point had to put all these things together. And I, you know, again, with, I was struggling at school, very, very much struggling, the worst. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was very proud of it because, again, that's part of being a cool kid in time. If you watch these movies, like the characters from Ruan right. or uh, The Goonies, right. uh, yeah, those are the kids that uh, represent a little bit us, let's say. So it's really, let's escape, let's get an adventure, let's explore the world, let's connect the computer because technology and video game were becoming bigger at the time. So we're connecting the freedom with this technology. And the wealth, I would say, because we don't need to worry about anything. And then we end up at the end where we are today. A freedom that became technological with us attached to the phone like this all day long. Right. We think we're, we think we're free, but we're not. Because we should be a little bit more out outside. And that's it. Your parents, were they, were, are they arts? Were they student of arts? What's, what's your parents' background? No, my father is um, a nurse in the ambulance, <laughs> and okay. uh, he has done that because he made me at 17, so I think at the end of 17, uh, um, so he needed to find a job. Again, we're speaking about the youth of before my youth, the people before my youth was more trouble than today. Um, we're very lucky, like extremely lucky, not even very. And uh, my father, no, my mother, no, my mother worked, uh, you know, in the secretary and uh, then at some point um, again I was just lucky because I was always with them so the, the art yes come from the family a little so, bit so they did they encourage you to to in the direction that you're in they encourage you to put to pursue art or that's just something that no I had the typical um, story where uh, you know again I wasn't I, I'm I still I don't think I'm good so when they say, oh, you're an artist. What's an artist? I right. think I put the name. Mozart, he was 34, 33, 34 when he died. 33, right. 34. So that's an artist. Or should we talk about Kubrick? You know, in talking about movies. That's, it's Orson Welles, Charlie Chaplin, or production designers that they do 
they're ex-architects and then they build the spaceship for this or uh, the castle of Robin Hood, Douglas Farbanks in 1934, in, in whatever it was, Santa Monica and La Brea. Those are, how do you build a castle in the freaking street 100 years ago, shoot a movie there with the cameras big like this room and then send it to print? You know, it was a, those are geniuses. So me, I don't know if I'm an artist. Uh, so uh, my mother, my father, nobody, wanted to say anything my buddy said you know alessandro it's already a luck you can, if you can find a job you need to be waiters in restaurant you know so, so everybody would say that the teachers right like because i was always again i was watching superman reading superman weird comic books japanese and on the other side i was a lazy kid i would go out with my friends so everything in the school there were two different things for me two parallel lines school and thing so and then i don't know at some point uh Easiest school, let's say, for uh, lazy people in my city is, uh, you know, art school. And they started that at the high school. And then we see that it was terrible. And then we went to the university where I decided to study cinema because I was interested in the evolution of digital. And it was the first editing software, Final Cut 1, Photoshop 1, all came at that time, right? Right. And so I wanted to study something to do with that. That you go to the mall. You, know, you go with the mall to the mall, and uh, once you have some money, you buy a freaking camera, camcorder, and spend a lot of money, no lens, of course. And you go home, you can film everybody. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. I still did. I, when I moved to America, I didn't know production designer, the mean, the meaning, because in Italy it's called the scenographer. Right, so, right. It's two different things. I literally. As I told you in the car, I think it's all about the destiny. Like you wake up uh, and you keep moving, you keep moving, you keep moving. You know, you start to learn that there is some techniques how you can make your life, uh, you manipulate the energies of your life. At least that's what I learned. That if you be, if you wake up every day early, like extremely early, if you sacrifice a lot studying a book, you don't know why you do that. That uh, stuff related to that, like work-wise or whatever desire or obsession you have to make to become, right? So that uh, works. Now, now you being hard on yourself, <clears throat> excuse me, you, 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 you move from Italy, you come to America, and now you production design is, is what you're doing now. Yes. You've been a part of uh, some really big projects. So... Is there a moment in time you you look and you say, "Whoa, I designed that. I was a I was really a part of it." And when you see it on the actual screen, you know, I know when you left Italy, this is not something you, you know, it. You said destiny, but you kind of followed your destiny into movies, and you've been a part of some really, really, really big projects. I mean, we're talking commercials. You know, we're talk, we were talking before we started recording. There was a commercial that you guys shot here in um, in Kissimmee, Florida, right where I'm at. A lot of blockbuster movies, you know. Um, what? How do you feel about that? Um, I think about this, of course, uh, in a different way. But uh, I learned this as an answer to myself. For example, there are for, the first one is that there are some people. Some force, maybe I am one of those that they don't do something, a job or a career in my case, or a specific thing, they don't do something, we don't do something guided by, again, a plan, I would say, or uh, an objective, 
can be about wealth, about career too, or right. about rich right. status. No, we do that because we're gonna do. I, I don't know how to explain. We need to move on to something else. If I, it's, it's a brain thing. If I am sitting at home, and the people sometimes call me, and then another one call me. I help also him, and then I help also another one, and then I help also another one. I say yes to everybody, and then of course it's the most. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. I mean, there's only you say yes to everyone. How how do you figure out that you're going to manage your time to get it all done, though? Mac, it happened. That's why you said you have a lot of things on your website. <laughs> Half stuff I've done it. So uh, with the time, again, it's it's a brain thing. Right. Point right. That, uh, but I don't know what it is. But it's like for sport, I would guess. I don't know. So I don't really think. Uh, oh my God, I did this. Oh my God, I did this. First of all, because in the, in our job, in our industry, it's like in sport. In a sport, he used to say, soccer, football, right. you, are, you are good as your last goal you score. If you don't score for 10, you're not good. So we have that obsession, like a soccer player example, that we got to move, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Again, it's not a good thing because right. after 14 right. years, I'm dying. You know, so there is nothing. I just work. I want to I show a clip. There was a movie that came out recently. I want to talk to you about that. Uh, bullet bullet train. Um, you did the the spot for the NBA. Um, yes. The design. I was watching a lot of the design, but let me play. Let me play the spot first, because I want to get your your thoughts behind. And we'll come back. We'll talk about it, because this this was um, you didn't design the set for the movie, but you did the spot for the NBA, and it was really spot on. So let me play that, that NBA spot for you. We'll come back. We'll talk about it. I'm Lemon. I'm Sanjuri. We're two very ordinary brothers. With very ordinary names. We're definitely not paid assassins. You don't remember me. Yeah, well, not tonight anyway. You're probably wondering why on earth is this NBA Finals talk show set on a speeding bullet train? We're just here to chop it up with some of the biggest names in the game. Damian Lillard! Trey Young! Lonzo! Bullet train, though. Off the rails. Bullet train and movie theater. Tell me about that. Um, it was a tricky project because... Um, we had to recreate up again the spot for this upcoming movie that was around May, I think, in 2022. So we had to recreate the uh, train, the sets of the movie. Uh, of course, it was very challenging because in the movie you have a lot of months of prep. Six months, eight months, talking about. Here they wanted um, uh, set in uh, one week, I guess, maybe two weeks maximum. Look at the details, it's very hard to recreate. Uh, the materials on a, in LA and we had the other problem the fact that they, they were connecting all the actors and the, the talents and productions they were in different parts of the world so we didn't know until uh, the end it was a very rush job uh, the fabrication of the set we didn't know until the end where we should where we should it was supposed to be in Atlanta it was supposed to be in New York it was supposed right. to be in LA. and then it <laughs> end up to be in London so uh, I had all my crew here, you know, that's, I have a shop uh, in Blender where we build sets and everything, blah, blah, blah. We went, um, they, they, we sent it to London. Then, uh, you I took to every, work. you took the whole thing, operation to London? 
I wish. That's easy. You just you order and they ship. No, it was stiff track, it's a trickier. I had to build the set in London and that very little time. And so we I connected with this art director, Adam. Um, you know, it's another art director and um, he's, he's great. He actually made it happen. And uh, they shot uh, the, 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 you know, everything. As you see, it was very, very professional. It's um, so that's it. But it was very, very hard at the beginning because who knows when you don't know your crew again sport when you don't know your team you don't play well the same way when you know your team team thank god right. this guy was and his team too look what they did when you design a set what is that process like do you start sketching first um and we're looking right now at the train and the cameras when you start sketching it out um do you get blueprint from the movie do you go look at the movie and they say okay i want you to rebuild the set what, what is that process like uh depending depending on the job there is uh jobs where um, like this that they are more uh yeah straightforward logic the production designer is almost an executive of the movie design again different material different budgets and uh timing so that's my job in that case and also detail because uh, you know, we had just a bunch of photo frames and an editing of the trailer, I would say, where I had to place stop and look to the image. I mean, the blueprint is never perfect. Again, it's 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 never the same, 100%. So thank God we made it work out. However, there is other jobs which are my favorites. That's, that's the core of my job where I get completely free of creativity. Different. Sometimes I need one kind, sometimes I need another kind, but still. At the first time we spoke, right? The first time we spoke, you said to me, you said, um, you said, uh, I have a team with me and, you know, I don't do it all by myself. I, I have to give credit. But you made it a, a point to to acknowledge that this is not something you do alone. You have a group of individual that a supporting cast that help you is how important is your team to you? Hey, this is, um, the core, maybe the most important core of my job. Uh, you know, the first is the the driven to do to you know to take out something to do to involve other people in a way like wow, you know, to make things unique, right? To give a, to, to give emotion to pe emotions to people through the design, hundred percent. When I have the chance of doing specific jobs, and uh, so to me. The second core is the team because you it's not a single player it's not me doing a painting it's me doing the entire project process of our department and the, i wouldn't even call them supporting actors those people are uh, just protagonists with me co-protagonists with me because that's the way also i am like i i conceive art 100 i'm convinced before i was start to think in this way now i'm convinced art art it's not uh, it's a monster that you start to make it, and then the second one changes, the third one changes, it becomes its own monster at the end. And uh, which means it's a very consistent thing to do. Uh, I don't want, I'm actually the less experienced probably of about from all the people that I worked with uh, because they are very, there is a one that is the master on doing, I don't know, uh, sculpture. Another one, another figure is a master of doing Photoshop. Another people, so whatever artist I find, I try to involve. So I end up being the one that doesn't know nothing. They connect together and they make all this incredible thing. 
temple is the room for the um, the room, uh, the lounge room, the Tetris lounge room that we made for the video game the E3 last year. Uh, that uh, I just have this friend, that works with me so in games, had this idea of. Uh, right. I, give, I wanted to give an homage to Tetris. So I to Tetris, to give, really? Yeah, because it was my first video game. You know, I, was, I told you back to the <laughs> right, 80s. right, right, back to the eighties. Right. I had the occasion to dream to do the design of my life, the dream of my life, the big, biggest convention for video games, and in the world, because of pandemic, they shoot without people, so I can build a set of it. Right. They give completely freedom. I can come up with the concept and everything. So it was a. Uh, I have to give it to homage to Tetris because I had to do, you know, the stage and then the custard desk with the news. And then at the end, there was a lounge room. And again, we're talking about always proper with the stages. Yeah, you got to fit everything together. You know, the budget is a little bit limited, let's say, always. So this, um, yeah, this is it. So this lounge room was an example, right? You start with the Tetris and the people sitting on the on the lounge with the tetris furnitures but they were luminescent you know like a tetris cubes right so, that's it i want to i want to show um your, the the complete work the the completed work of the e3 let me play it for you we'll come back we'll talk um it's very nice very uh futuristic right um, yes, and that's a, and you tip your hat to the very first video game texture. So let me let me play it for you. I'll come back. We'll talk. Thank you. Has this launched yet? Where, where is this game show? No, they did it for uh, about three days, ten hours per day, live on the internet. On the you know, and they presented all the games, blah blah blah. blah and said Warner Bros. launched games. Nintendo was back, and uh, that's it. So we actually removed after four days was um, you know broken down the set. We wrapped. But wait, wait. So you, how long did it take you to build that set? about a month so a month to shoot for three days welcome to hollywood <laughs> you gotta be kidding no, me that's another conversation there's another conversation well yes. we'll have that conversation later enjoy the good part um we were talking about a lot of the movies that you and i saw one in the movie let me let me put this up on the screen that you worked on planet of the apes what was that like working on that? Because that's one of my favorite movies. Yes, that's the it's the prologue. If you click, we shot um, the Fox and uh, Vibe. I think I'm not sure. Remember which one? If click click on the poster, because you can see it's the prologue, the gun. So Fox and Vibe they needed the three prologues to 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 
to you know to introduce the movie. I don't know. It's one of the again. It's an advertising. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, we shot the one. Otto Price is this. I'm very proud of. It's a long time ago. There is a beautiful story behind this because we shot. Uh, um, art department wise, we had the two trucks full of props and dressing that, of course, we prepared in advance, scene by scene. And uh, we supposed to go in locations uh, everywhere, like in the middle of the desert. In the... So we had these two trucks. We, we drove to Bakersfield every day, dressing a set, you know, make it post apocalyptic in a scale because it was, right. you know, the, right. the, yeah, the beginning starts the flu, you know, in the mid, so there is at the end the monkeys are in charge. So um, the, we grabbed, we had, to, we had to calculate everything. This is, was very complicated. But again, it was, I was also younger. Now we completely handle differently. I don't even know if I would be able to handle with that passion and fantasy and uh, purity, I would say, on my job that I had at that time, you know? Because when you think about it, you get sets like that, because if you look at the picture, those are good sets, like to spotless right. for the design. And to let them shoot and then wrap it the same day, move it on, you know. So, um, yeah, it was tricky. The point is, um, at the end of the shoot, there was an accident with the actor, uh, our main director, our our cinematographer, and one of the producers from London, which people were in Bakersfield. It was a very bad accident. A guy just hit their car, and uh, we had to stop shooting. So we lost all the money, and then we went back to the shoot the finale. Thank God the... You know, they got operated surgery, but uh, completely alive, all of them. Right, so, right. So they were directing and the cinematography, the cinematographer and the director, they were shooting a few couple of days on a wheelchair because they had the legs broken and everything. It was the funniest finale ever. This is to tell you that uh, this kind of life, this kind of work, every job is completely different. Every job says filmmaking is problem solving, <laughs> you know. How, how many hours a day do you sleep? Depends, depends. Uh, now, depends. again, up, uh, growing up, I'm, I learned, uh, I'm learning, but, you know, I think I'm doing pretty well how to manage this, uh, you know, beautiful feeling, adrenaline stress, basically. To, right. And then, uh, did I zoom something on my camera? I see myself zoom. Yeah, you're there. I see you. But it, it looks uh, zoomed. I don't know. Yeah, you're you fine. See Yes. Yes. Mm, yeah, uh, the sleeping part, you know, you deal with. Yeah, it. I, I ask because I know this, the, the, the work that you're in is very demanding. You know, yes. it take it takes a lot of you. Uh, I want to show you a TV spot. I was on your, your Instagram page, and I, I saw this TV spot. I live in Orlando. Kissimmee is right next door to me, so I was like, wait a minute. So, and not only not only the TV spot, you do a lot of things. You do Amazon. You do. Um, the, I, I saw a spot from the Olympics. I saw a spot for the U.S. Post Office, and these are commercial that I see on TV. And I was like, wait a minute, I, I remember this TV spot. Let me play this TV spot. And we'll come back. We'll talk. My favorite memory of 2020 is my mom taking us to this vacation home in Kissimmee, Florida. She said it was for us to spread out, but it was really to do her video calls like, this is not a virtual background. I'm working for my vacation home, y'all. I'm working for my vacation home pool, y'all. She was on mute the whole time. I am sure she's duper used to being told she's wrong. 
This whole thing reminds me of being back in Iran, Will. You, me. <laughs> the story, the story behind, because a lot of these commercial, very entertaining. Do you, other than designing the set, do you come up with the writing or you allocate that to someone else to, for the writing of it? No, no, the writing, it's uh, the director, the agency, the clients, it's nothing to do, that's a different um, uh, section. It's like the production. No, no. They once they have the spot ready, they hire uh, the production designer. And, right. Uh, depending on the spot, the spot of uh, Kissami, uh, Florida that you saw, is uh, yes. You got actually the right question for the right project. It was supposed to be very close ups. It's like a big like this eight to six foot wall behind with a little bit of a color in the back. And then you know I was I'm very friend with the director Elliot and we did. Uh, he said, Elliot, we again shoot something like this. You know, it was right after after the pandemic. I said, you know, I just did my first job, and it was good. That giant been driving for the streets for Sour Patch Kid, another crazy project. So now I'm doing this with you. You can't put me to do a wall like that's boring. I know I sound, but we don't have a budget. I said, don't worry for this time, just for this time. <laughs> so I pulled uh, a lot of favors because again, it was right after the pandemic, three weeks after my, you know, after I didn't work for eight months. So. I needed to do some art. And believe it or not, this set, that's how I ended up. So I, I was completely free and I made it, a, you know, big that. Uh, my crew helped me because, again, when you're friends with your crew, at the end, I remember one of the guys, Ryan, have a picture of him destroyed, tired outside the set. We worked like for uh, 19 hours to do that set. Like, uh, and we got paid very little again. So we just had fun and I was very proud of that. Here, here's a clip from America Horror Stories. Um, how, how fun was it to work on on this set? Hey, American Horror Story, I do all the promos. So this was well, uh, the promo. I'm sorry, the promos for American Horror Story. This is um, was one of the funniest, uh, one of the again one of my favorite projects because it was also the um, yeah it was Apocalypse. So this now we made. I thought it was one of the best promos we did for American Horror Story. In fact, he won a lot of prizes, but the one we just finished a week ago, which two weeks ago, it's incredible. We just did the new American Horror Story spots, another piece of like all pure, pure, pure art. Like wow. In to do with, yeah, just the simple storytelling. It's uh, I have this group, the Joelsons and the director there, Steve Viola at FX, they're, they're all artists. We just come up with things together, you know, and then they, you'll see, you'll see in two weeks, I think it should come out. It's an incredible piece of art of uh, one thirty second. Wonderful, wonderful. Before you go, I want to show your. Um, I want to show your show reel. It's uh, that in itself is a great body of work, uh, and I know you you don't look at yourself as an artist, but I think you've done some really real. Listen, I've seen these stuff on TV before we even started talking. I've seen these commercials on TV, right? And, you know, I'm not in part of that world, but it, it's interesting to find out and speaking to you to see how it all comes together. And it's it's very amazing. So let me let me play this, this show reel for you, um, because I think people need to see this.
Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Bravo. Wonderful. But I have much more stuff for the next year. Hey, I, I'm, I'm sure of it. Listen, Alessandro, uh, it was a, I know you, when we were texting, you say you're excited about this interview, but I don't think you understand. I think I'm more excited than you. Right. I, I was looking for, this is the interview I was looking forward to, <laughs> okay. you know, you. and, really? um, I, I really appreciate you taking the time coming in and, and, and chat with me, man. I love to have you come back. I mean, I know there's more, there's way more for us to talk about. Um, and I love for you, I love for you to come back. Please, anytime. Definitely, definitely. Anything else before we go? I know you're working on next Netflix um, project. Um, if people want to find you, they can find you on Instagram. Before I let you go, what do you think? Which is one of your most proud project that you've worked on since you've been involved in this space in the 15 years you've been? Be careful now. In, in 15 yeah. years you've been designing, what, what has been the most fulfilling, proudest project that you've worked on? It's, uh, you know, I think about this all the time too. Again, people like me also have a lot of ego and narcissism about their life. Uh, only at night when they go to bed and in the morning it's all the end of the world. Um, so the, it's, I don't, every job is, is proud because... Uh, I don't know how still, uh, when I go back to the first short movie I used to do again for something, that 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 moment already was, uh, that makes me proud because now I would never do it. Why should it be, you know, using real dirt on the face, uh, getting dirty with my clothing and walking home with 20 miles because my car was broke down and to right. get something bad. Why should I do that, you know? So that's his, to be proud more than uh, something with a big brand or company, you know? But at the same time, you look on the future, wow, I'm doing big brand company. The guy from the night, me, of 20 or 15 years ago that was doing that, living Italy, living a very beautiful and easy life, uh, I should be proud also of what I'm doing now. So again, every day, every day, even this morning, I have so much things to do. It's a memoir, uh, labor day. I have a deadline at 6 p.m. I got to concentrate with this. I'm an assistant. But even every day, the, the stress and the fear, I just like it. If it makes me feel very uh, proud of myself it's again i don't know how to describe that i just that's i, don't, I cannot do anything else than like this in my life got you got you listen again thank you i appreciate you coming on um i'm sure we'll talk more it was really it was a very pleasant conversation it was a pleasure my honor all right you take care we will speak shortly yes take care have a good
started to think